Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. What's up, everybody? Glad you're with me on this Tuesday night. And the theme of the night, first of all, my voice is gone. Please forgive me. Tried, uh, or at least I thought that today was going to be better, but uh, I was still getting made fun of by listeners on the radio show today. And that's okay. Uh, I got to wear it. I screamed my face off for three hours in the Superdome a couple days ago, and apparently I'm still feeling it. All right, I'm trying. I'm powering through as best I can. Uh, So that's number one. And number two, are we overlooking Kentucky and Auburn? Are we overlooking Kentucky and Auburn? That's what we're talking about tonight. My name, of course, is Michael Borky. I really appreciate you guys checking the channel out. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Like the video as well. That would help me a ton. Um, so yeah, subscribe, like me right there, Michael Borky. Follow me along on Thursdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays at this time, and then Saturday night late after all the games happen. This Saturday's is going to be a late one. It's going to be a really late one, obviously, because Mississippi State starting late, at least, at least for us anyway. We're so used to these early kickoffs around here. Uh, late one in Lexington uh, for State Ole Miss, obviously, at 11. Second straight sellout for Ole Miss fans, which is pretty good. It's that is really awesome when you consider the attendance trends going on around college football right now. Selling out consecutive 11 a.m. games is impressive, especially impressive for a fan base that is ungrateful or whatever the BS that was being spewed a few weeks ago. But either way, welcome in again. I'm Michael Borky, and that's what we're talking about tonight. Corey's overlooking Auburn. 11-1, 11-1, and one, he says, as always. So I've been thinking a lot about this the last couple of days because it, it appears, and I understand that fan confidence has no impact on the players, but I'm supposed to be having the conversations that, that you guys are having. That's kind of the whole point of what I do. I'm not a reporter, right? I'm not reporting news or anything like that. I'm, I'm a conversation person. I'm an opinion person. So, yeah, we're going to talk about how fans feel tonight because – that's what we do. I have noticed over the last couple of days that 
a lot, not all, but a lot of, of State and Ole Miss fans are very much just putting a W next to this game and thinking that there's no way that no way that we can lose and, and all this stuff. I've seen a lot of that. And it's it's two different teams, of course, two different environments. Ole Miss, obviously, at home. Auburn's about to fire their coach. State's on the road. It's a bit of a different story with that. And Mark Stoops is not getting fired anytime soon. I do think, though, that there, there are people that are taking the South Carolina loss from Kentucky and thinking that that Kentucky team is going to be the same one that you play this Saturday night. And you know me, you've heard me before talk about Will Levis, and um, I, I think he's talented uh, for sure. To deny his talent, I think, is a little bit goofy because there's a lot there uh, with Will Levis in, in terms of his talent ceiling. I, I think he's quite talented. I don't know if he's number one overall draft pick talented, but that that's for the NFL to decide. But you take the starting quarterback away from any football team and tell me they're still capable of winning conference games. It happened with Alabama, sure, but they're a bit of an anomaly. You see what happens to football teams without their starting quarterback. And it does matter. It really matters. And now State's favored for a reason. Apparently, Will Levis is going to try to play, but the people keep talking about turf toe. And... You know that that's some that's tough to overcome, uh, especially when you and I and everybody else expect State to to get pressure on him when he tries to throw. So if he's going to expect to be mobile in the pocket at all, having turf toe is a, a bit of a problem. But he's going to play. I mean, he said it on Saturday on the broadcast when they had the they had him mic'd up or whatever, talking to the guys in the booth. He said he was going to play, and even though. I agree with you when you say, look, Kentucky's offensive line's not very good. Their offensive style is slow. State should be the better team. I agree. State should win this game. I'm going to pick them, spoiler alert, on Friday's radio show, I'm going to pick them to win the game because I think they're going to win the game. But if if you think that you're just going to waltz into Lexington and come out with an easy win, I think you've got another thing coming. This is going to be a disciplined football team. This is going. Kentucky's always well coached. They're very disciplined. They are very solid on defense. They're not going to make many mistakes. Will Levis, uh, whether he's fully healthy or not, I don't think matters because he is a, a guy that can distribute the football when given time. And I know Kentucky hasn't really uh, done a good job of giving him time, but when he does, when that does happen, he's got a weapon that that is exceptional uh, and a freshman too. Uh, that that everybody wanted that Kentucky landed. Um, he can distribute the football well and accurately, and he's a big guy, and he can stand in the pocket and throw the ball well. And it's on the road. That is not an easy place to play. I, I think that people are overlooking Kentucky. And on the flip side, Ole Miss fans are doing the same thing. And I understand why you're a two-touchdown plus one or two favorite, depending on what book you look at. I, I guess it's come down some. I mean, they're clamoring to fire their coach for sure. But I would argue that defensively, uh, this is the the most talented defensive front that you've seen so far this year, at least. And despite the lopsided score that you had in Athens, Auburn gave Georgia fits for two quarters. And I know that sounds kind of goofy, but this is still a, a talented team 
in spots anyway. And if you are not locked in and focused and you give them a reason to be inspired, they've got talented enough guys to really make you work for it. And Ole Miss has only played one game where you can say they played a complete football game, and that was against Georgia Tech in Atlanta. So at some point, they've got to start putting multiple halves together or they're going to lose games they shouldn't lose. Well, Miss is better than Auburn, basically across the board. But Auburn's got guys that are capable. Um, and, and if you screw around and if you don't put two good halves together and you turn the football over, tell me you can't lose this game. Because in your recent history with Auburn, they own you. I don't mean to be harsh, and they own you in weird ways, too. Like, it's never been normal. It's always been, like, two years ago, for example, uh, it was a blown blown call. I mean, Ole Miss scored a touchdown. The ball clearly hit the Auburn kick returner's fingers, but they, they overturned the call, and Ole Miss lost last year. I think a healthy Matt Corral beats Auburn, but he gets hurt in the game, and, and they do whatever in the locker room, and, and it wasn't enough, but – you look at this series and game after game, you can point to many of them where you were the better team and still lost. It's They've kind of been a thorn in, in your side here. So, look, I think both teams are going to win the game. Hell, I think both of them are going to cover, if I'm being honest. But for what it's worth, I do think fans are getting too comfortable with the just drawing a W next to both of these games, especially state fans. you got to go on the road. And, yes, they lost to South Carolina, but that's without their quarterback. Take Will Rogers away from – uh, I know. Take Will Rogers away from Mississippi State and tell me what they are next week. You, you took Will Levis away from Kentucky, and they couldn't move the football. Well, he's back now. They struggle moving the football anyway, but still. I, I do think that's really significant. And if he plays, I, I wouldn't think that you're just going to go in there and roll over him. So there's my spiel, and I'm sticking to it. Tim says, Ole Miss is winning by two touchdowns. Jason says, overlooking, no, they suck. Might be overlooking Mississippi team's ability to wet the bed, though. Chase is not overlooking Kentucky. It'll take quite a while before I have any faith in state not doing, quote, state stuff. I can live with getting smacked by Bama in Georgia, but damn, it's hard not waiting for LSU too. And and you know this is kind of a recipe for that, right? On the road, this is going to be a disciplined football team. And the thing about this game is, it's going to be a fast game. And I don't, I'm not, you know, this. I'm not talking about offensive style. I mean, the game is going to go by quick because these are two teams. You know, you would think a team that throws it as much as as Mississippi State. It, you know, games go by slow because of incompletions, but they Will Rogers doesn't throw incompletions very often. Uh, so state really controls the clock and time of possession is something that's heavy in their favor. And the same thing applies to Kentucky. Kentucky, oh, in the Ole Miss game, Ole Miss had four second-half possessions. Four. That's it. Uh, Kentucky is very slow and methodical, and they really take their time offensively, which shortens games. The slower teams play, the shorter the game is. It feels like it should be the inverse, but it's not. So possessions are going to be at a premium. Will Levis is prone to turnovers. He turns the football over at least once in almost every game that he has played so far as a starter. But possessions are going to be at a premium. You're not going to get that many opportunities with the football. Uh, the, the mistakes are going to be magnified in this one because you're just going to get fewer opportunities to alleviate them. 
Edward says, did you lose that last ounce of your voice on the Taysom Hill touchdown run? Yeah. <laughs> that was incredible. Man, what a game that was. Geno Smith was on freaking fire. And Lockett and Metcalf are great receivers. And, man, Geno's deep ball is just special. He was throwing it 50 yards into baskets that were like the size of a basketball. I mean, G Geno Smith is that dude. I mean, even though they lost the game, it wasn't because of Geno. When you score 32 points on the road, you should win football games. You know, I mean, it, it was special. So, yeah, I, I think that was when it really finally got me. Uh, two days. I mean, I, I'm still recovering from that two days later. I was losing it uh, in a good way. I was losing it. And I don't regret it. The one thing I will say about – because people do the NFL college debate all the time, and I'm not going to do that here. You like what you like, and and that's it. You, you like what you like. Um, I prefer the NFL game if I'm just going to be watching a game because I think the product is – it's a better football product. But I like the college environments better to each their own. However, in NFL games, every NFL game I've been to – it feels like everybody in the crowd understands their role, if that makes sense. In the Dome, everybody was into the game. And in college, I don't get that feel sometimes. It's like, you know, people are there to socialize or they're like, they're they're too cool to like cheer during a game, right? They're too cool to because they've got their button up on and, and their $175 belt and their brand new loafers. And they're like too cool to get into the game. You don't get that in the NFL. Everybody in the Dome on Sunday knew that they can impact the game, and they did. I mean, you, seriously, the noise on the field caused Seattle to have to go to silent counts or cause some confusion, cause some false starts. Like, fans seriously, absolutely, without a doubt, impact games. And I feel like NFL fans understand that uh, better than college fans do, especially in a place like New Orleans. It just felt like everybody was pulling the rope in the same direction and nobody felt like they were too cool to get into it. I love that about a, a place like that. Chase says, Ole Miss is, is in the same boat. Just don't do anything stupid and you should be able to fairly comfortably win. But I've said all year and still believe it, Auburn is going to beat somebody in all caps. Memphis Rebel says, I mean, George is playing with their backup quarterback or so we've been told the past two years. <laughs> Hell, he looked like a backup quarterback in Columbia, didn't he? Yeah, but everybody's allowed to have a bad game, right? I mean, one bad game shouldn't call for Stetson to be benched, but yes, he he looked like it. Um, he looked like it in that one. Edwards says, Auburn has scored 12, 17, 17, and 10 against their four Power 5 teams this year. What's the path for an upset of Ole Miss other than Auburn Jesus? Yeah, Auburn Jesus and Ole Miss turnovers. Ole Miss turns the football over. Uh, th that'll be it. I, I think it's, it's really that simple to me is if you give them reason to be engaged, if you have early turnovers and mistakes and stuff like that. Um, and, and this is an interesting uh, litmus test for Ole Miss, right? Because Robbie Ashford's a, a guy that is athletic and he's a dynamic athlete, but he's not a threat throwing the football. Um, next week, you have, uh, I would argue, a, a more dynamic athlete who's a little bit better, although still not good, at throwing the football vertically. 
Uh, so if you fare well against Ashford, you should feel pretty good about what you've got going on going into Baton Rouge. But if for whatever reason, Robbie Ashford's able to kind of run around a little bit on you and get first downs and, and kind of give your defense fits, should concern you. I mean, you've got two very similar quarterbacks back to back, guys that are good athletes, but they can't really consistently beat you throwing uh, the ball vertically. Uh, both of these teams have that problem. And uh, we'll see if the Ole Miss defense uh, can fare well. They've already done that once this year in Atlanta. I mean, it was a running quarterback that can't beat you vertically, and they really pinned their ears back defensively and attacked him, and he couldn't do anything. I'm curious to see how aggressive Ole Miss is in this game. Just attack Ashford. Just just get him all out out of sorts, and he'll make mistakes. Jason says, I couldn't care less about South Carolina beating Kentucky. I've always thought they're overrated. They just don't have comparable talent to the upper half of the SEC, but they have a great coach. I do think defensively, they they, they are very disciplined. Defensively, very disciplined. And I, I would be surprised if State doesn't have to work for it more than they've had the last couple of games. I simply think Kentucky is going to be capable of at least making State have 12 to 15 play drives. You know, I, I don't expect them to give up big-time explosive plays. I think they're pretty disciplined. And so that'll be a challenge for State, and one that Will Rogers has passed many, many times in his career, and he certainly can do it again. But he will have to be, I think, more patient in this game because I don't think that Kentucky is going to allow the deep stuff uh, the way that Arkansas and AM to a degree have. I think they're more disciplined than that. Jason says if state doesn't help them, it should be exactly like last year. I agree. Chase says for turf toe only being an inflamed extensor ligament in the big toe, when it's really aggravated, you can't even stand to walk. I had turf toe literally cut an anniversary vacation short. Wow. Never had it. I, well, I say that. I may have, I suppose, but I've never had pain like that in my toe, so I assume that I have not. Sounds terrible. It does. Um, I don't know how Levis is going to play on it, but all the more credit to him. Is that Tioch? Tioch Rebel? I'm still in the camp that State will lose a game they shouldn't until prove until they prove me wrong. They already lost one against LSU. I feel like if State and LSU played again, that game would go dramatically differently. I, I really think Mike Leach wants that one back. Really, really badly. Chase's church league softball injury. Gotta love not being 22 anymore. Man, I was doing push-ups yesterday and and my son likes to hop on and like, you know, like 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 I'm a horse or something while I'm doing push-ups. And now my upper back hurts from that. Like, uh, I mean, it was like four of them that that he was on there for. And now I've been in pain for like two days. And like my voice is gone. I mean, what, what, what is happening to me? Edward says, I think the Kentucky defense will play better against the air raid than A&M and Arkansas for sure. Uh, they should be more disciplined. I, I, I think so. Uh, I think that A&M had better talent on the defensive front. State's offensive line has done a great job lately, a great job. Um, I, I do think Kentucky's more disciplined at linebacker and, and certainly um, better in the back end than Arkansas was. Memphis Rebel says, you can say Kentucky's only defensive mistake was the long Judkins touchdown run up the middle. Yep. Without that, you can argue they probably win. If we'll, 
to be fair, Barry and Brown's kick return early kept Ole Miss from landing a knockout blow. It did, but that, that guy's a star. He's an absolute star, uh, Barry and Brown is. Uh, I mean, K- Kentucky did a great job. Uh, they, they did what they had to do to get him. Uh, that offense doesn't fit him at all, and they don't do a good enough job of getting him the ball more. I mean, th- that would be my biggest fear if I was Mississippi State. Aside from shooting myself in the foot because they're going to have limited possessions, um, it- it's that guy. Because if Kentucky finally figures out that they've got an uncoverable athlete, um, that that guy scares me. That guy can beat me. Um, that thing State can only beat themselves, or Barry and Brown can beat them. Otherwise, you know. But that kid's a star, an absolute star. Chase says, I'm not a fan of the should have, or I'm not in the should have camp, but just as State should have beaten LSU, Kentucky should have, quote, beaten Ole Miss. So it's not like their instant win like they were in pre-2012. They are, yeah, they are absolutely not. The under would be a good play, Edward says, in both of these games. Memphis Rebel says, so rule was canned. Yeah, and should vault ahead of every coaching search. Apparently, Wisconsin's going to hire the interim guy, and, you know, well, that's fine, whatever. Uh, But I saw some writers argue that Matt Rule should take the Nebraska job, and I thought, no, he should not. Nope, because he can do a lot better than Nebraska, uh, with all due respect. I mean, I know college football writers, some of them are so stuck in 1997 that they think, like, Nebraska is this great job, and, oh, he should – oh, Matt Rule, he – he should go take the Nebraska job and build it to back to what it was uh, when these kids' uh, parents were kids. Um, no, Matt Rule should not take the Nebraska job or even consider it. Now, if I'm Nebraska, I call him 100 times and make him tell me no, but he will have much better options in short order, including Auburn, if Auburn's smart. Now, we don't know if Auburn's smart, but he should be on the top of their board. Uh, I mean, Auburn hasn't hired an AD yet, although people think that that's imminent. Um, but there are there are reporters and stuff that have um, talked about candidates. I mean, we all know the deal at Auburn, at least we think we do. An AD is not making the hire. The powers that be will, will make the hire. And people are talking about Hugh Freeze and how popular he is uh, amongst Auburn people and the money people. And I understand why, because he beat Nick Saban a couple of times, and that's great. And he's a good football coach, and that's great. And he will do all the hokey-pokey stuff that Auburn wants you to do and pretend like the football program is family and and all that that mess. Uh, He'll treat it like it's something other than a a football program. and and they'll like that. But if I'm given those two choices, uh, the answer is Matt Rule. You get an objectively great college football coach. Uh, you get a great program builder, and you don't have anything to worry about. There's no baggage. you got nothing to fear. With, with Freeze, you got something to be worried about, even if you think he's past it. And that's something that you've got to stretch your mind to think you still got to worry. And with that rule, you don't have to worry. And on top of that, you still get an objectively great college football coach. That would be my first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth call if I was Auburn. I don't think they could do any better than that in this cycle. Could not possibly. And if I, you know, I'm talking from 
from the Mississippi perspective, I would hate that Auburn would make a hire that that was that good. I would be much more afraid of Matt Rule than Hugh Freeze. I would be more afraid of Matt Rule than the Baylor offensive coordinator, who apparently is a candidate or whatever. Um, and no, I'm not mentioning Lane because I don't think it's a possibility, let alone going to happen. So, Geno Smith finally looks comfortable after all these years. I made sure to use a waiver on him in my fantasy league. Good pick. Yeah, I mean, he is he is confident and playing great football right now. How do I see the LSU-Florida game playing out? I think this is a game Rebel fans should be watching closely. I think um, – I do think that LSU is going to lose again. I think they're undisciplined. They're really banged up. And Daniels can't throw the football vertically. I think it's going to be an ugly game, possibly low scoring, and Florida's going to win. Your old lady spit her beer across the room. Why? Is that is that like a – is that a euphemism that I didn't catch or something? Hope I didn't. Uh, hope I didn't offend anybody. Well, Rogers has been very sharp for the most part this year, but when will team stop dropping interceptions? He throws to them. A and M and Arkansas both had plenty of chances to change the game and blew them. Even if Arkansas makes the plays, I don't think it makes a difference. But Chase, as I remember watching Gino play at West Virginia, I remember making many, many comments on how watching him spin deep balls just looked different than anyone I've seen, including in the pros, was mesmerizing to watch. He had a couple of those, man. Oh, the one right before the half was just stupid. I, I mean, I, I it, it's like you said, it's amazing to watch in person because of how fast everything is, how quickly these guys process information. I mean, the college game is super fast, but but the speed – and by the way, the speed in which NFL games move is so much better than college. It's just everything about it's faster. The officials keep, keep the game going. The TV timeouts are shorter. Halftime is shorter. The possession changes happen faster. Everything is faster. They just move the game along. It always felt like it was at a good pace. Um, college needs to learn that. I, I forgot how fast NFL games feel. And that one, there was a lot of scoring. They're usually faster than that. He would also make great Yellowwood commercials. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would. And, and do a lot of Sunday sermons, and, and people would love it. And, and that's appealing to some people. If it were up to me, I wouldn't go there. I want somebody that's going to win football games. I could not care less about anything else. I don't care. I don't care if you call my program family. We're not your family because the second you start losing, we'll kick you out. For what it's worth, when I would do poorly in sports, my dad would love on me more. In college football, they're not your family because the second you start losing, they kick your you-know-what right out. So that's not important to me, and it shouldn't be to anybody else if this person ingrains themselves in the culture of the town. Give me a break. Are they going to win or are they going to not? You want to know who is not ingrained in the Tuscaloosa culture? Nick Saban. He, people don't see him out, mostly because he's constantly in his office, but when he, 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 he he's just a football coach. And now he's done a lot for the community, kind of by default, but that shouldn't matter to people, and it matters to people at Auburn, which tells you, why they've been in the situation they've been in. Are you, are you going to win football games, and are you going to get in trouble? 
Those are the two things that, that, that matter. Are you going to win? And are you going to get in trouble? And in his case, I worry about him getting in trouble. So, so that would disqualify him for me, just for me. But the fact that the other stuff matters to people blows my mind. I don't get it. If Nebraska goes to somebody else and everyone else stupidly passes on him, then Lane goes to the NFL. Does Ole Miss hire rule? They should. In that scenario, uh, they should because I think he would win right away. And I've seen people say, well, you can't ignore what happened in Carolina. And no, no, you can't. But the NFL is a, a completely and totally different animal. It's It's just so different. Nick Saban had a losing record in the NFL. Nick Saban had a losing record in his two years as a head coach in the NFL. But because Matt Rule couldn't win with Sam Darnold, suddenly like he, he forgot how to be a college coach who, who took Temple and made them relevant and then brought Baylor out of the Stone Age in three years? I mean, you remember what Baylor's program was, riddled with scandal, disgusting. Criminal scandal, and all their good players left. And he took that job and turned it into a contender in three years. It was a disaster. People were talking about it was going to take a decade plus for them to get back. By year three, they were a relevant contender. That doesn't just happen by accident. Sorry he couldn't win in the NFL with Sam Darnold, but passing on that dude is mind would be mind-blowing. Chase says, Mike Gundy is the model for taking a good job and being happy with it, make a boatload of money, win a boatload of games, and let that be let be that. Exactly. Um, and, and a lot of guys have learned the hard way, you know, what jumping jobs does. I mean, Scott Frost isn't the best example because it was all, was his alma mater, but Scott Frost had it made at UCF. He had it made. And, and look at what happened to him. Yeah, he got a nice buyout, but we all know the drill. Brian Harson was great at Boise. He was winning games. He was comfortable, had a good life, was making millions of dollars. He goes to Auburn, and they, they try to destroy his character and his life. And, yeah, again, he'll get a buyout. But, I, I mean, again, $16 million and no job is not as valuable as a $4 million a year contract for 10 years. Uh, one's more valuable than the other. And now Mike Gundy, when the playoff gets expanded, he didn't have to go anywhere. He didn't have to chase anything. And now his program will be able to make the playoff. And in two years, Mike Gundy, without having to do anything different, now has a playoff contender on an annual basis. Sometimes it's just good to, to be where you're at. Okay, so, yeah, okay, town in Mississippi, good. I uh, was just hoping I didn't say something I shouldn't have said. USC-Utah thoughts. I have a feeling Southern Cal is going to destroy Utah. I, I, I For some reason, I feel like it's coming. And what's fascinating about this game is th- there are three challenges left on USC's schedule. This one, UCLA and Notre Dame. Uh, so they've only I, – I think they truly only have three chances to lose a game here or else they're a playoff team. So, yeah, I, for some reason I feel like they're going to blow Utah out. I don't know why. 
William says, hey, y'all. Hey, William, how are you? Tim thinks Utah will win. I hope so. That'd be fun, but I don't think so. Edward says, how many times are we going to see the, quote, Kiffin auditioning for the Auburn job, end quote, this weekend? Yeah, very stupid people will try to say things like that, but that's because they're stupid. It's not as dumb as a friend sent me a link to somebody saying that Lane was waiting for the A&M job. You know, how stupid are we really going to get? But why hasn't Geno Smith found his home yet? He might have. He might be in it now. This might finally be it for him. Um. I mean, look at what has happened after Russell Wilson left Seattle and look at what happened to Geno after joining Seattle. I mean, he's got good offensive line play, good enough anyway. Um, A great pair of wide receivers, good tight end. Maybe this is it. Jason says they ought to call Mullen too. So should everybody else. He wasn't nearly as bad at Florida as the last year looked. Auburn won't like that he won't recruit. Like that. Can you get in trouble anymore? Can I get in trouble? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Nah, yeah. Yeah, I can get in trouble still. Tim says if I was a coach, I would stay away from Auburn. It's a mess. I would too, personally. I would too. But for somebody like Rule, who currently doesn't have a job, and any job he takes, his salary's offset. So that's the thing. I've seen people say things like, well, well, Matt Rule should just go to the beach for two years. And yeah, I mean, I, if you gave me $40 million, I would never work again. But um, that that his contract, NFL contracts, are not like the ones that Ross Bjork uh, agrees to where there's no mitigation clause. Matt Luke got every cent of his buyout despite taking a million-dollar job at, at Georgia. Um, any coaching job Matt Rule takes, it offsets the buyout. So if you can get an SEC job and they give you a seven-year deal at $7 million a year, that's more than your buyout, so you might as well go coach. There's offset language in his Panthers contract. That's how it all it should be for all of them, but not if you're Ross Bjork, apparently. Ed says, I think this Tennessee-Bama game could go one of two ways. Bryce Young either is still injured, plays but is limited, or doesn't play and Tennessee wins, or Young is good to go and Bama wins easy. I'd be shocked if he's 100%. I'd be shocked, absolutely shocked if he's 100%, even if he plays. And you think the seven and a half line is begging you to take Tennessee? Absolutely, it's begging you to take Tennessee. The problem is Tennessee's secondary is already bad, and they just had a starter get arrested over the weekend. Uh, one of the worst pass defenses in college football, the second worst in the SEC ahead of Arkansas. That's a problem. You know another offensive-minded coach that failed in the NFL, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, yeah, he did. It was a one-year thing, though. And and the organization there was an atrocity. I mean, just horrible. Um, and he was too young for that. I would take a flyer on him now if I were an NFL team. It won't be the Panthers, though. They just did the college coach thing, and it didn't work. So they're, they're going to go retread or, or established NFL guy. That's what the Panthers are going to do. They're, n- they're not going to dip back into the college thing. I think Auburn hiring Matt Rule would be a great move. But I have an odd feeling Hugh Freeze could end up there. Is that a real possibility? Yes, if he passes the background check, a more thorough background check. 
it's a possibility. We'll see if he actually passes it. Jason says, I love Utah Kyle Whittingham specifically, but just like Kentucky, they're talent deficient. It'll be close, but I expect USC skill position athletes to get loose a time or two. That's how they've won games this year, turnovers and, and that right there. Kevin Steele, I think, is unhirable at Auburn at this point. I think so anyway. I think so. I wouldn't touch it. With them losing, with losing to them twice, if Ole Miss was 100% healthy, do I think that Kiffin would want to try to run up the score versus Auburn? They wouldn't shut it down like they did against Troy, that's for sure. Williams says Tennessee isn't ready for Bama yet. They have been tested, though. They have been tested. Oh, when I said, can you get in trouble anymore, I was talking about your take on Hugh Freeze over Matt Rule. See, I'm not talking about the NCAA. I'm talking about other stuff. That kind of trouble. Jeff Fisher, yeah. I don't know if they'll go Jeff Fisher, but they'll they'll do some kind of – it'll be an established coordinator. An NFL guy is going to get that job, I think. You, you don't go back into the college well um, after a college coach doesn't work. I could be wrong. I just I don't see them going that route. So, if you're an Ole Miss fan worried about Carolina, I, I would not be worried about Carolina. Uh, I would not. Right now, I wouldn't be worried about Auburn. I wouldn't be worried about any job that's going to come open uh, because all the good ones, aside from Auburn, which is a good job, um, aren't coming open. Somebody like the enemy maybe finally gets his, his shot in, in Carolina. Um, they're going to go for Sean Payton, but the Saints won't release him because they've got multiple years left on the contract. So they're not going to give him to a division opponent. Uh, somebody like that. Yeah, absolutely somebody like that. Edward says, I've heard some conflicting stuff on the trig injury. Some people say out for the season and some say four to five weeks. What's the deal? I don't know what the deal is. I do think that the confirmed he's out for the season reporting is premature. Um, I, I do think that just kind of using using your brain really on that more than anything else. Um, I, I do think the confirmed 100% could not return in seven weeks thing is premature. I mean, we all saw it. It, it looked bad. Don't get me wrong. That didn't look good. He's hurt. But I, I think confirming that he is out for the season, I think, is premature for what it's worth. Why hasn't the enemy gotten his shot yet? Yes, there's there's a um, – if I remember correctly, I don't want to speak out of turn – uh, I, I yes, there is something in the background that that, that is problematic for sure. Um, he's actually had a handful of legal issues. Um, a, a lot of them, actually. So. They were quite some time ago. They were quite some time ago. I mean, the the, the last one was was in uh, 2001. That was a DUI. But, I mean, he, he was arrested in Boulder for 
harassing a parking attendant. Um, according to the police report, put his hands on the attendant's neck. Um, I mean, anyway. Yeah, multiple legal issues quite some time ago. So I don't know if, if that's what's holding him up now, but that's there. Thoughts on Arkansas BYU if Jefferson comes back healthy enough? I, I think obviously, obviously, you know, here here's here's your take of the day. This is why I get paid the big bucks. Jefferson coming back is uh a a big deal and it does change things a little bit. But I think Arkansas's issues extend far beyond uh, quarterback. I think they are a very poor tackling team. They don't cover well. Um, repeatedly out of position. They've got issues that extend beyond just K.J. Jefferson. Now, he, without him, I don't think they're winning the game. With him, they have a good shot, but... I mean, I have a feeling BYU is going to have some offensive success because Arkansas was bad before they got injured, and now they're injured there. Changes things. Tiaka, I, I cannot, I, I cannot answer that question. I hope you understand. I'd argue if I was him talking about the enemy. I'm fifty something years old. I'm mature more than I was back then. Absolutely. I mean, and if those are what's Holding him back, that doesn't make – I mean, it does make sense, but not really. I mean, that's a long time ago. If you're having to go back to 2001 for your red flag that keeps you from hiring a guy, maybe – you know, I don't know. But I do know that there are legal issues in the past for sure. Current Heisman top five. Uh, Hinden Hooker, C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson – because I think he's just a great player. And then it gets interesting. I mean, TCU, Kansas, either one of their quarterbacks belong in there. Because um, they're undefeated. Well, Kansas lost. So that's four. Who would be five? You know, state fans would argue Will Rogers. And, and I hear you on that. I mean, the numbers are, are real. Um, I, I hate to say this. State fans, just you're just going to have to get over the disrespect. I know it's hard. It's hard. It's not fair. Uh, it's hard. But your quarterbacks are going to be looked at on a curve because of the system. It, it's just – that's just how it is. People are not impressed with – Mike Leach's quarterback's numbers as much as they should be because they attribute it just to system. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm just saying that's how it is. So when when state fans are talking about Will Rogers should be in the Heisman conversation, he's not. I'm not saying he should or should not be. I'm telling you he's not, and it's simply because of the offense he plays in. I don't think it's fair, but that is why he's not. That's just the truth. Malik Hornsby has good potential. Yeah, he does. I can't believe he didn't start. Cannot believe he didn't start. Yeah, and I've wondered that too. If that, in fact, is what it is, that maybe there's there's something else that that's not getting out for whatever reason. 
going back to the conflicting injury report, someone reported that the Kansas quarterback is out for the season and he came back and retweeted saying that's news to him. Definitely some unprofessionalism there. And that's kind of the problem. Uh, You know, in a perfect world, college football would have the universal injury reporting rules that the NFL does. I think that that would just, that would be fine. But there are very few people that actually know Michael Trigg's status, very few people. And I'm just not sure that those few people are delivering accurate information. I mean, don't forget, we've gotten already so far this year reporters covering Ole Miss getting injury news incorrect. That has already happened. Uh, we, we've had um, – we, we've seen that already. And I'm not going to call anybody out. That's not what I want to do. But we, we've already seen that. And so may, maybe this thing with Trigg is 100% true. He's clearly hurt. Maybe it's true. Uh, but this isn't a leaky program. Not at all. And so when leaks happen, it, I think it's fair to – question the legitimacy. So if Rodgers was getting that production under Kiffin, he'd be a locked top five Heisman pick. Yep. Identical production, not in Mike Leach's system, yes. And that, that's true. I mean, I don't think you could argue with me. Even the biggest state fan, I think, would would believe that to be true. Mike Leach's quarterbacks are graded on a curve. It's not fair. It's not fair at all. But that's reality. People just kind of expect it. And because of that, they're not impressed by it, and they should be. Rodgers' numbers are impressive, regardless of how you want to spin it. And, oh, that's just the system. Well, man, he plays the system really freaking good, you know? Do I ever see college or NFL implementing a challenge for roughing the passer? God, I hope so. I hope so. What happened to Chris Jones last night and the Falcons on Sunday is pathetic and should never happen. Edward says, I think Saban saying Bryce Young could have played against AM wasn't as true as he'd want you to believe. I agree. I agree. I think that was BS. I think he's not 100%. I think nobody, nobody at that position can just have a little shoulder injury and be fine. Nobody. Nobody. Calling it here, Kyron Heath will have his, quote, coming out party versus Auburn. That would be good for them. They need it. Fair question is how much of the numbers are Rodgers and how much is the system? I think Rodgers would be good in other systems like Bama or even Ole Miss. I mean, the system does aid him. It it absolutely does. Like it has all of Mike Leach's quarterbacks. That's kind of why the the situation exists, because the system has given – not good quarterbacks, good numbers. But if you look at, at what Rodgers is doing in, in the league, he's doing it, and it's hard to ignore right now. It's hard to ignore. But anyway, uh, like the video. Please like the video. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Thursday. We'll we'll pick these games and uh, do the watchability guide and all that stuff on Thursday. So please like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you have not already. And I will see you guys Thursday, 745. See you then. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.